Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Today's show is pre-recorded. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all don't know y'all better Hat on, suit on, looking like the trap of dawn, giving them more like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be but Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands together. Come on, do your thing, Big Daddy. Ah, 
I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, you are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only. Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Okay, I got something for you today. Um, I, I'm going to have a conversation this morning about my understanding of grace. Now that I've gotten older and I've come into a better understanding of a lot of things I didn't know about when I was younger, this is just my interpretation of grace. Now, once again, y'all, listen to me. I I ain't nobody's pastor. I ain't nobody's minister. So, you know, I'm pretty sure you can go to church and get a far more extensive definition of one I'm giving you. I'm just talking to people. You know, grace is this thing that that God provides for us. And grace is just things that you get that's really undeserving. You know, I mean, I I look at my life as it is today. You know, look, I work hard and I have faith in God that I do. So things are going to happen in my life. But the way my life is now, I don't I don't I don't deserve all of this. I don't I don't I don't look at it that way. I have been the beneficiary of God's grace. I have aligned myself in a position to accept whatever grace God has for me. And it will be far abundant and exceedingly in anything you could think of. His grace supersedes anything you could possibly imagine. You know, the goals that I set and the aspirations that I shoot for and the things that I have on my dream board, I have the faith that God will give it to me. But what he does with grace, he gives you far more than that. He gives you what he he has for you, not what you can see. You can't see all he has for you. It's impossible. Who are you? How can you possibly imagine what he can imagine? How can you possibly think how he can think? How, how can you possibly do what he can do? How can it be? There isn't a single mind living or a collection of minds that could have thought of earth. What in your wildest imagination could have made you think of earth, the stars, the heavens, the oceans, the, the, the galaxy, the, the constellations. What in your mind? What in any man's mind? We can point at it and analyze it, but we sure couldn't have thought of it. So come on now. I'm talking about lining yourself up with God's grace, which he will give to you if, if, you, if you want some of it now. But now here's the thing about grace. It can't be bought. If it could, if it could be bought, I'm telling you. I would pour all the money I have and dump it into grace. Because after discovering what it is, it's this goodness that God shines on you simply as a reward of some type for his love for you and for you attempting, for you attempting to do right. Not because you get it right, because if he judged us purely on how we are, the right and wrong of it, we would all be doomed. All of us. Every last one of us would be doomed because we all fall short. We all make mistakes. We all sin. We all get it wrong from time to time. Nobody's perfect, man. Now I understand what my mother was singing about cleaning the house. All I want is a little more grace. All I need is a little more grace. When the last time you asked God for some grace? I'm not talking to you like I know everything.
if you just benefit from his grace, which you already have, but if you're not aware of it, you don't know what's going on. Become aware of grace. Get aware of the fact that God does things for you simply because he loves you. He does things for you that you don't even deserve. Somehow you just wonder how you just got over when you didn't even do the things to get over. You Sometimes you don't even know how you got that job you got when you ain't even really do the things to get your job. How you end up where you are? All the education you thought you went and got and had. How you end up where you are today? In a much better position than your education could have ever gotten you. That's, that's grace. How I get every place I am today. I didn't plan this, man. If I could have planned my life the way it is, don't you know I'd have done it when I was living in that car? If I knew how to do it, no, I benefited from his grace. I'm just a beneficiary of his grace, of his goodness and his mercy. God's goodness is better than your goodness. God's goodness is better than your mother's goodness. It's better than your wife's or your husband or your boo's goodness. God's goodness is different. His goodness, man, covers some stuff you can't even imagine. So why are you trying to put your life together when the last time you asked him for just a little bit of grace? When have you thought of your life in terms of the grace that it has already benefited from? Have you ever done that? Man, just thought about, you know, you hear songs like my soul look back and wonder how I got over. That was grace. That's all I can call it. Now, like I said, you can go to church or somewhere if you want to. And ministers that went to school to, to teach this thing way better than me. I'm just giving you from a layman's standpoint, man. Have you thought about his grace? Would you not be well to be a beneficiary of his grace? Would it not? Certain? Now, check this out. The better you try to do, the more grace he'll give to you. And that grace can't be bought. Like I said, it's free. You can't purchase grace. But the better you try to become, the more the more grace he gets to put your way. So, man, just try. Why don't you just try to do better? Look, man, quit talking about it. I'm going to start next week. I'm going to start at the new year. No, you're not. You do that every year. You know, everyone's at the new year. I'm going to eat better. At the new year, I'm going to go on and get in here. In the new year, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it now, man. You're going to do it now. Stop trying. Do something. Do it. Stop talking about it. Do it now. The best way to benefit from his grace is start in action now. N-O-W. Now. Right now. Today. What you waiting on? All you doing is delaying his opportunity to bless you. You know, man, you know, do you know how many times we do that? We delay his opportunity to bless us by not starting now. If you're going to get healthy... Why don't you start now? Now, you're going to trip a little bit because the holiday's coming. But you ain't got to eat bad all the time. You could start eating correct today. You could. You could. And then guess what? That could be some grace on the end of that. I'm just giving you a, a little cheap analogy. But do you feel what I'm saying to you? Start thinking in terms of grace. What he has done for you and provided for you that you ain't even see coming. That, you know, you keep calling them blessings, and I got that. A lot of it, that's all it is. But, man, have you thought about the stuff that didn't happen to you you can't account for? You, I, I, For me, that's been grace, and I'm a beneficiary of it, and that's available to everybody that wants some. So next time you're talking to him, just check in with grace. See what that is. That's That's better than money. 
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You know, it's so important to have representation in media. I remember growing up in Chicago, I was heavily influenced by the beautiful voices on the radio. Well, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama, to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. And NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, I was going to do Earl of Ardingham, but I changed my mind. And so I just mm-hmm. I just allowed you to hear the mind change. Man, that boy something. Just That's your mind. radio brilliance. When I allow you uh-huh. to not only hear what I'm thinking, but hear what I'm thinking as I change my mind while I'm thinking. Boy, boy. Too deep for a shallow mind. You better That's a a quote right there. That's that's too much for early morning radio. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Yeah, you got to put that on like a news channel or something. (laughs) Say it again. Oh, I can't tell him. <laughs> he don't remember just that fast. He can't say yeah, it. No. Too deep for, even for him, it was too hey, deep. Hey, dog. Hey, dog. Hey, dog. Them deep moments be fleeting. You got to catch it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Shirley Strawberry, Carla Pharrell, Mouth of the South, Junior, a government named Kill Space, and the legend of Nephew Tommy. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm is who I'm is. Uh-oh. Come on now. Junior? Yes, sir. What is it today? Today, Uncle Man, man I got I, I got some issues, Uncle. I just wanna just talk and probably somebody else out here got the same issue, Uncle. Quitting, man. Quitting. It's not an option. You got a lot be wrong with you. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Every dog. day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah, dog. <laughs> yeah. Hey Junior. Quitting, man. What about and and dog? I'm trying to convince somebody. You saw I called you yesterday because I need you to talk to somebody for me. But quitting uh-uh. is not an option. Yeah, I it's saw just that. not. Yeah, it's I not an saw option. You man. had called and then and you texted and text me and said you. I needed you to talk to somebody and I would And then I, I didn't have time for that yesterday. I, I, <laughs> I saw that. My, my plate full. And let me ask you a question: The person you wanted to talk to, who were they to you? Who is my, he? My, my son. And what? Huh? My son. My son. Yeah. Yeah, dog. See, see, I got kids and grandkids now. Oh, oh blended family. Oh, I'm blended. Oh. See, oh. see, man, it, 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 it's so crazy. Hold man. up, man. Y'all just been married two months. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I got married in September. Nah. It's March. I don't give a damn when it was. I'm, I, I ain't no time to make no baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, so, so she has a son. So yes. what's tell me what because, the situation is, please. Because his, his, his he he's he, he don't know what to do with his life. He quitting, man. He quitting. And I told quitting you can't what? be he quitting everything. He just don't want to do nothing. I can't have Oh, okay. okay. You can't well, be he connected gonna sue. to me. He no, no, listen connected. to me. Well, no, 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 listen to me. People who quit everything soon discover that that ain't a good idea. That's a lesson you don't even have to teach. When a person decides to quit everything and do nothing, something fitting to happen damn near immediately. <laughs> That's a lesson you don't even have to get in. Trust me, wake up tomorrow and say, I'm not doing nothing else. The consequences is immediate. That the only way, life got him. Don't even worry about it, man. You can take that off your to-do list. Oh, that, that, that's going to come to you real fast. <laughs> All right. Well, call him back, Steve. Call him yeah, back. Coming up in 32 okay. minutes uh-uh. after the hour, we'll hear from the nephew who will run that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time to start your morning off now with the nephew who is back to run that prank back. Nephew, what do you have? You know, sure, I have an invitation to the party. An invitation to the party. Now, that sounds pretty simple. Don't sounds harmless. An invitation to the party. But this is a different type of party. What do you Yes. Mean? We are inviting to a swingers party. An invitation to the party. Ain't nobody going to that. What? What? Don't knock it till you try. See, you ain't anybody invited y'all. See, this, see what? this why nobody invited you because you, you got a little attitude about it. Okay? <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> you, you know, and do you want to come to the party? Or do you not no. want to come to the party? Oh, no, I'm good. Uh, I asked Tosh an invitation to the party. <laughs> I'll speak for him. No, <laughs> crazy. Let's go, cat dog. An invitation to the party. Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to reach Danny. Yeah, what's up, this Danny? Hey, Danny, how you doing? My name is Paul, man. How you doing today, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. What's up? Hey, man, I wanted to reach out to you, man, um, about your wife. You, you you married to Nicole, right? I want to make sure I got the right person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, who, who is this again? My name is Paul, man. I, I know Nicole. Nicole knows my wife. My wife is Regina. And, uh, you know, we know we know Nicole real well, man. We was trying to uh, we was trying to actually see about getting getting you guys to uh, come out and uh, maybe, maybe go out uh, uh, on a double date, man. We all go out and hit the town. So you know my wife, Nicole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she, um, uh, I got your number out of Nicole's phone. And, um, okay, hold up. Wait, wait, wait. What you mean you got my number out of Nicole's phone? You, you got, you, 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 I'm not understanding what's going on, though. Okay, right, let me, let me, let me try to break this down to you, man. Um, uh, myself, my wife, Virginia, and Nicole, uh, we, we've all actually been hanging out lately, you know, within the last, Last six weeks to two months, you know, nah, we've been hanging nah, out. You, you, now nah, you ain't hanging out with my wife. Okay, my I, my wife with me all the time, bro. So I, you know, you might want to, you might have the wrong number. No, no, you you you, Danny, right? I'm Danny. Okay, and Nicole is is your wife. Nicole is like about five foot four, five foot five, light that's light my skin. Wife. Yeah, that's my yeah, wife. Yeah. That's uh, my uh, wife. But uh, you ain't oh. you ain't hanging out with her. Okay, man, I'm trying to explain to you what's going on. And if you want to listen to me, cool. I'm just trying. Okay, here's what's up. Get to your point, man. Me, Nicole, and my wife 
have been swinging. That's some bull. That's some bull. And this, you know what? You walking up the wrong tree, dog. You this some bull. You 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 know what this this some bull. Hey man, some I, I wanted to, I wanted to call you and and tell you what was going on and see if you wanted to you know call my call my. You got the wrong number for sure. Trust me, you okay, got man. the wrong well, number. Let's just break this down. Man. How many Danny is it, dog? It ain't that many. So, I mean, dude, I mean, you gonna be in denial or you gonna go and accept what I'm trying to tell you? I'm trying deny to invite my come, deny my I'm trying to invite, invite me to what? I'm trying to invite you to come hang out with me and the girls. You know, do you wanna? Do you wanna? I mean, this might be something you might like if you try it, man. Cause I mean, we didn't have a lot of fun with Nicole. Like what? What the hell you mean you had fun with Nicole? You had no god fun with Nicole. So what you trying I'm, to tell I'm, me? You trying to tell I'm me y'all? We had fun with Nicole. I'm, I'm trying to explain to you. We we've done some. Explain we, my hell no that explain man. This some bullshit. Okay. I, well, well, what? I know my wife, and I know she ain't no bullshit like that. Okay. And I ain't never heard no. I ain't never heard of you and your wife, and we've been together for years. So there's some bullshit. Okay, well, well, here's, a, here's, something, here's something you need to understand, man. You know your no, wife. I, I don't need to understand nothing. You need to understand yeah, that this is I, your wife, but I know her too. I know her. God, I, I know. Man, I know Nicole now. I Me and Nicole is. You know what? Where you at? I'm I'm rolling through the city right now. I got some work I got to do, but I'm just trying to yeah, see. Yeah, I, I need to put my eyes on you. I need to put my eyes on you, man. Okay. Hey, man, do you want to come do what we be doing? And so you trying to tell me that my wife done been with another woman? Yes, man. It's beautiful, dog. You got to see it, man. you. No, I'm just trying to keep it real with you, dog. I was just trying to holler at you, man. Let you know what was going on. See, I'm thinking you might want to be a, you know, uh, you know, try it yourself. You know, that's all I'm thinking, man. I ain't, I ain't trying to start nothing. You know what, mother? I don't know no guy, Paul. I don't know no mother, Gina. And I don't know why the you calling my phone. And I tell you what, when my wife get home, I'ma find out about because this some bullshit. This some bullshit, man. So God, problem. Okay, dog, calm down, though, man. No, call my. You done call my mother number. How the hell are you gonna tell me to calm down? You telling me you fing my wife what, your, your wife speaking with my another my wife with another woman? Hey man, Tommy is the one that told us that Nicole was down. She, he hold, was up. Hold, hold up, hold up. Who the f Tommy? Hey dog, nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey <laughs> morning show. <laughs> hey nephew. hey Danny this is nephew Tommy man from the Steve Harvey morning show. Your wife Nicole got me to prank phone call you dog. Man, that ain't even funny. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you alright, man? Man, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad this was just the, the, the morning show, man, and y'all just met me. But, but, but look here, man, somebody gonna f you up one day. <laughs> Boy, somebody gonna get your. <laughs> I hope you got a, a, a good insurance policy. <laughs> Daddy, I gotta ask you, man. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest radio show in the land? Hey, <laughs> number one, man. The Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> what? Sure. Uh, 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 don't even look over here. Uh, uh. You don't. You don't want an invitation? Nope. Yeah. Don't nobody want. Don't nobody want to go.
Keep your puppy bite. Nope. You good. All right, nephew. Coming up next, it is (laughs) Ask the CLO, our Chief Love Officer, Steve Harvey, in the building, and he's waiting. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in national news, Mexican cartels' apology after deadly abduction of Americans. Plus, in trending entertainment news, Hollywood's newest it guy, Jonathan Majors, is ready to fully embody the role of Dennis Rodman in the forthcoming biopic. And in sports entertainment news, Coca-Cola pulls John Morant's Powerade ad campaign amid suspension. We'll talk about all of this at the top of the hour, but right now, it is time to ask the CLO. This one is from Lindsay in Jacksonville, who writes, I'm dating a man that has a seven-year-old daughter that loves talking slick to grown people. He puts her off on me when I leave to go shopping or run errands. Her behavior is making me reconsider my relationship, and he keeps saying she will grow out of it. Do I discipline her or take a break from them? Mm. Well, see, what I do is my father had a simple uh, motto when we was being raised. Wherever you show out, that's where you get worked out. Oh. We've all heard this one before. Oh, yes. So, see, if you throw a tantrum and fall in the flow, then we all throw tantrums and fall in the flow. Mm-hmm. So, since you were seven, you like to talk slick. Mm-hmm. Let me introduce you to real slick talk. I'm going to lean down in your little seven-year-old ear. And what I'm finna say in the your little side of your little seven-year-old head, gonna, your ass is gonna be required some therapy. <laughs> so what you're not gonna do, see, see, whenever you talk slick to me, what I'm finna, the, my counter slick statement is, it's gonna throw you into something. Example. Okay, Shirley, you be the child and you say something slick to me. Oh, hey, what you got on today? I don't like that. I'm going to have this whole ass whipping on top of you in a second. Huh? Daddy! <laughs> that ain't your real daddy. <laughs> Go ahead, Carla. I don't like your hair. It's ugly. I don't, I don't, is it a wig? It's ugly. I don't like your mama's hair. <laughs> but your daddy, daddy slept with her and gave us you, didn't he? <laughs> Yes. Call your damn daddy. He done already. He ain't here. We out shopping. See right there. See you gonna stop talking slick to me. Mm, so she'll have no need to discipline her at that. Oh, point. you ain't got to worry about that slick yeah. talk. I'm gonna show you how I go. I'm gonna hurt you. All right. All right. Moving on to Haley in London. Uh, Haley says, I'm working remotely and I have not seen my husband since I was home for the holidays. He keeps making up excuses for not visiting and he won't answer my FaceTime calls. I want to pop up on him, but I'm too far away for that foolishness. Is it bad if I find a male escort to keep me company? I have needs. Wow. I don't understand this question at all. She's working from home remotely. I don't understand what she's saying, Shirley. Well, she she hasn't seen her husband. Uh, she's in London. She's in London. Okay. And uh, yeah, she hasn't been home for the holiday. You know, she hasn't seen her husband since the holidays. Oh. And he, he won't visit her in London. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. And this March. So you asking yeah. me? Do you need a, a male escort? To keep her company because she has well, needs. I don't, I don't know what you need, and I don't know nothing about your needs, but I know he, he ain't coming to London, and he ain't answering that damn phone. One yeah. and one is usually two. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Most of the time. Now, y- y'all need to quit trying all this new math now. Some of this stuff is just basic-ass arithmetic. Get back Simple. to carrying that one. Yeah. I know they stopped carrying the one, but y'all uh-huh. need to get it right. Two times two is four. Uh-huh. It, it, it's, quit trying to make it something else. <laughs> you ain't talked to your man since the holidays. It's March, and he don't FaceTime or return call. Girl. Bye. It's over. Yeah, it's Daylight saving times. There's a whole lot that happened. Man, hell yeah. What? All right. Moving on to Sabrina in Vegas. Sabrina says, I live in a townhome community, and I heard my neighbor making sex sounds this morning, but his wife was at work. She had just called me to see if I wanted to go work out with her later. I didn't see anyone leave their house, but I saw a strange car parked on the street. Should I tell the wife what I heard? This ain't got nothing to do with you. This ain't got nothing to do with you. Tell his wife what? What you gonna tell his wife? I heard some sex sounds coming she from your this. house. Yeah. The TV, you mean? Uh-huh. Hello. Uh-huh. Boy, that was good to see uh-huh. fast. I love uh-huh. it. He's so good. He's so good. I'm just trying to figure Quick. out what you heard. That's or was it him and the wife on the phone having a phone conversation? Mm-hmm. See, you don't even know. You just run in your mouth. Yeah. Take your ass to work out with the lady and shut up. And, and Make your own now. sounds. Make yeah, why don't you get sounds. some business at your house? Oh, maybe that's it, though. Mm-hmm. Ain't no sounds coming from your bedroom. So now you hear stuff outside the wall. <laughs> oh. Mm, so she's a hater. Mm-hmm. All day. Okay. You hear the saying, don't kill the messenger? Uh-huh. My father taught me very different. Pay attention to who the messenger is, son. It's the reason uh-huh. they bringing you bad news. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. I like that. All right. Moving on. Last one, Steve. Last one. This is uh, Kamika in East St. Louis. Kamika says, I've been living with a man that I don't love for three years, but the sex is off the chain and he spoils me. My friends say I'm crazy to want to leave him, but I think my soulmate is out there somewhere. Should I risk everything to find true love? Mm. Yeah, you should, but you ain't. (laughs) One more time. You should, but you ain't. And why? (laughs) It's been three years. First of all, he's spoiling you with everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. Every time you think about leaving, he break out that power drill. (laughs) <laughs> that he got from down at Home Depot. <laughs> Not the power drill. Yeah, he pulled out that power drill that he got at Home Depot, and and then and then and then and then sat down on you with that monkey wrench, mm. and then and then and then go back in there and, and get that uh that roller that you put the water in and smooth your grass out. <laughs> that that big landscape water pier. Then he come in there with that garden hose that do like this. Oh, okay. He got all the tricks. <laughs> she says it's he got a garden hole. He got a leaf rake. <laughs> he got the rake that moved the rocks. He got everything. He got wheelbarrow. He got the sled. He got, he's just in there doing his yard work. Boy got mulch. He got a power washer. 
He got everything. He coming to he going to work, baby. Uh-huh. There's no way you can leave this man. <laughs> and he spoils you. Uh-uh. And he know how to cook. Ooh. <laughs> got you laying up in there feeling like cake batter. You just getting whipped. Okay. Why Wait, do you love him? And I don't understand. He go a new watch. Where is your ass going? My right. watch. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, you better stay there. Thank you, CLO. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment news for you right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. There's a concert coming to town that I just have to see. He's one of my favorite artists. I already have my tickets front row. I bought the tickets months in advance. I'm so excited. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com strawberry. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Mexican cartel has taken responsibility and apologized for the kidnapping of four Americans, two of whom died. The Gulf cartel says the perpetrators were acting on their own in violation of cartel rules. Five men were found tied up near a pickup truck Thursday morning, and a note was found on its windshield. Law enforcement sources say the letter is legitimate. The note says the Gulf Cartel Grupo strongly condemned the events of Friday, March 3rd, in which, unfortunately, an innocent working mother died and four American citizens were kidnapped. 
of which two died. For this reason, we have decided to hand over those involved and directly responsible for the event who at all times acted under their own determination and in discipline and against the rules in which the CDG, CDG has already operated and has always operated. Four Americans drove into Mexico a week ago, so one of them could undergo a cosmetic procedure, which is much cheaper south of the border. They were abducted by cartel members. The two who were killed were cousins, Shahid Woodard and Zendel Brown. And uh, this is just a horrible story right here. It's just horrible. I've yeah. never seen the cartel apologize. Take I've never seen ever. Yeah. That's the first. Ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. And they turned those guys yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, Steve. you know, you've heard the code there's honor amongst thieves. Amongst thieves, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a, there used to be more prevalently, though, a code that criminals live by. That, like, for example, snitching. Snitching is a, is a criminal code only. It only applies to criminals. What has happened is so many criminals have been incarcerated and come out of jail that they brought that same principle to the streets. But snitching was, if you do the dirt, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. Snitching is once you get busted, that's you. You got to eat that. Don't drag nobody else into it. That's what it was for. They made snitching a part of the hood and the public because so many guys was getting out and brought that to the streets. So I... I respect the honor amongst these. I mean, look, man, everybody ain't going to do right. But I think that was a a, a, a great gesture for them to do. Turn I mean, responsibility and own it. Yeah. Because, I mean, they went, hold up, man. What y'all doing? This ain't what we do. What we messing with these innocent people coming down here, a mother and all this here, coming down here to get a surgery. Where you get this from? Yeah. Yeah. Who told now, you? Now, you fit to bring all this heat on us. Who told you to do that? We do. We take care of people that's in our drug war. Right. See, if you in the game, then then you in the game. All that mess mm-hmm. that's out. So I mean, it's not a great thing. I mean, I I I, I appreciate the honor amongst yeah. the thieves. Yeah. yeah. There you I do. All right. Okay, now let's switch gears to uh, entertainment news. Hollywood's newest it guy, that would be one Jonathan Majors, is uh, ready to fully embody the role of Dennis Rodman in the forthcoming biopic. Um, last week, news broke that Majors would be taking on the life and career of the NBA icon. Uh, in a sit-down with the Associated Press, Majors confirmed the film was in the works and says he wants to meet Dennis Rodman to get to know him in hopes of fully engulfing himself and all things Rodman to bring the character Careful. to life. Oh, <laughs> let him do it. What you wish let him for. do it. Careful. Yeah. Go party with him for a week. Go do it. Go down there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way you're going to play that role uh, right. You I played dice with, with him one time in Las Vegas. All uh, I needed. <laughs> <laughs> all I needed. All now, speaking right. of partying in Vegas and all that, uh, the film will specifically focus on the infamous 48 in Vegas incident where Rodman went to to Vegas for a mid-season break during his run with the Chicago Bulls. Though former former head coach Phil Jackson approved, the events of that wild weekend could not have been predicted by anyone. The two-day break turned into four days of intense partying in the city <laughs> with his girlfriend, Con-
Harmony lecture at the time, Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson would, um, they had to eventually go down to Vegas to uh, personally retrieve Rodman, okay? <laughs> so here's a question. Tommy, I got to ask you, of course, Steve, I want your take on it. And Junior, do you think Jonathan Majors can play Dennis Rodman? Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. He can definitely do it. But you're going to have to go kick it with Dennis for a good uh-huh. week. You got to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, We're going to do a little method. We're going to do a little method. You got to go down uh-huh. here and get this. Says well, he the actor. You got to get yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, Steve. Yes, 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 Steve. Yes. I just want to make sure I know who Jonathan Majors is. This is mm-hmm. the dude in Creed. Yeah. 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 And, and the, the villain. Uh huh. Yeah. What? I mean, you know. Are, are you hating because his body is perfect? What What is going on pack? here? I mean, yeah. what, no, what's yeah, all that, about? that don't He's bother new... me at all. There's a lot of people out there with great six packs. You know, <laughs> you know that bothers you, stop. That, that don't really bother me at all. I mean, you know, it seems like it bothers you more than me. You know. Well, you know, <laughs> I cannot lie when I've been uh, called out. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. So I like it bother you more than it bothers me. You know what I'm saying. You know at least. You know, <laughs> it I'm is bothersome. Your reaction? What's it is your bothersome. To, yeah. to that, I don't really, I don't know. You don't think he can play it? You don't know don't, enough about I him. I, I don't. I just I don't. Think don't so. I don't think what? it's a good movie. Nah. That's my. Oh, oh, you. Oh, just the Dennis Rodman yeah. story. Nah, what it's did gonna you say, take, Junior? It's gonna take six so. months to get all these tattoos, tattoos, and piercings. Now, it's gonna take a while to get all that on six his months. body. Oh, I can yeah. do that. But Tommy, but Dennis Rodman is 16. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Jonathan, we we messing up right now. I don't really know. Both of them have a kind of a rugged look. Yeah. So, <laughs> that, might, that might work. Coming up in 20 minutes. I know the dude minutes. can act his ass off. Yes, he can. Hour. Mm. Coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, we'll talk about TV sitcom moments right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, you know, we love a comedian, Miss Pat. She's been a special guest on our show. Uh, we'll get ready for season three. It's coming up. Season three of the Miss Pat Show on BET+. Plus. We all funny. know, huh, Yeah, we all know <laughs> the show funny. Yeah, is real. It's very raw. We know that. And the legend herself, 91-year-old Marla Gibbs, will be a special guest on one of the upcoming episodes. In a recent interview with Variety TV, the showrunner for the Miss Pat Show said Marla Gibbs uh, agreed to say anything. Because <laughs> you know they do a lot of cussing on that show. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. So Miss Marla Gibbs said, you know, she'll say anything, but she would not call black women bees. All right? Take a listen okay. to an upcoming scene with Miss Marla Gibbs. Did you see what she just did? Do I look like I give a f- <laughs> I wasn't ready for Florence hey. to it off. You've been cussing hey, so long before, y'all. Because I saw that clip. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was funny, man. I said, she just looked her dead. And I said, what What outtake is this? Do I so, look like, do, look at me. Do I look like. So, so Steve, here's a question for you. You you were star of your own uh, hit show, the sitcom. You know, you were star of that. And uh, how has comedy changed? How have sitcoms changed from back in the day? They're not as big as they used to be. 
And sitcoms used to mostly be about relationship and family. Mm-hmm. Those have, oh. it seems to have changed. Even Martin, one of the iconic sitcoms for us culturally, was about a relationship. And right. he talks about a relationship. Uh, you know, even today when he describes the show, it was really about a relationship between him and Gina. Gina, you know? right, and their friends. And, and then all the other side pieces played into that. Mm-hmm. Sitcoms, now nah, it was Cosby Show. It was my wife and kids. It was me and the boys. It was, you know, mm-hmm. even the yeah. Steve Harvey Show Harvey was show. a relationship mm-hmm. between me and said roommates. And, and then Regina, the principal that I wanted so deeply. You know. Okay. Okay. Well, you were talking about if you and say it could have been cussing back then. Well, <laughs> goodness. I tell you, oh. the show that I wanted to do with said was like a remake of the Odd Couple. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? It just seems like in this woke era, you can't yeah. say things on TV well, anymore. Yeah. And it's just a workload. It's not. Oh, okay. Okay. And then staying on TV is hard. Like what Tommy's accomplished, 100 episodes, that's really hard, man. I don't think people understand the really, Mm -hmm. the milestone that is. That's, that's incredibly difficult. Very, very few. 2% of the shows ever become 100 episodes. 2%. Wow. Wow. If that. You, Tommy, you. I'm grateful, boy. I'm grateful. (laughs) All right. Coming up at 34 minutes after the hour, we'll check your voicemail, Steve, 877-29-STEVE, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it is time now to check Steve's voicemail. If you'd like to leave a message for Steve, call him, 877-29-STEVE, 877-29-STEVE. You might just hear your call on the air. Now, Steve, this is a 27-year-old woman named Courtney. She has a relationship question for you. How are you doing, Steve? My name is Courtney. I am a 27-year-old married woman. I have a one, uh, four-year-old daughter, and me and my husband have been together seven years and married for four years. Recently, my husband has been acting different. He has been really trying to get on his um, content creation and just getting into social media a lot more, getting into himself a lot more. And I've been a little torn because I feel like, you know, he told me plenty of times he wants to do 50-50. He doesn't want to wine and dine me. He doesn't expect to um, have to do much more than he already is. And to me, you know, I pay most of our bills. Um, I take care of our daughter. I pick her up from school, drop her off at school. And all I ask from him, Steve, is just a little bit of quality time, uh, intimacy, a connection. And I'm slowly but surely starting to fall out of love with him. So my question to you is, how do I know when it's time to walk away from a marriage? And how do I know when I should keep fighting? Um, my husband isn't a horrible guy. He loves me. But the way he treats me doesn't show that he's in love with me. He always wants his space. He always wants to do his own thing. And whenever we're around each other, it's like walking on eggshells. It's tension. It's awkward. But he always tells me that he wants to be with me and he loves me. But he's actually so differently. So again, the question I was asking is, how do I know when it's time to walk away from a relationship that is no longer I hope this ends up on the radio and thank you again for all your advice and I hope you have a great day. Well, it is on the radio and so I'm going to be careful with how I say this to you. Um, First of all, if I were you, I would exhaust all of my attempts at communicating 
I would sit down with him. I would ask him to attend some type of uh, marriage counseling with me. I think it's worth that. At least that. After you've done that, if there's no improvement, once you start questioning your marriage over and over and over and the questions keep coming up, then at one point in time, the two of you have to think, are we who we were seven years ago? And the answer is obviously no. But I would make some attempt at therapy, marriage counseling, to see what you can get. Because if he's saying one thing, but he's doing something else, he's taking a focus away from you all and he's putting it on himself. I don't understand the, I want everything 50-50. I don't know what man thinks that you get married and it's 50-50. I don't, I don't know how you think that is. It's not. And the reason it can't be 50-50 is because you, you don't have 50% stake in the family, dude. That's the problem. When a woman has your child, that's bigger than anything else you could ever do. The least you can do is take care of them. That's the least, dog. I'm sorry, man. That's the way I was raised. That's the way I was taught. Now, you can call that old-fashioned if you want to, but that's really the requirement. Because seeing as how you can't make a baby, your job is to protect and provide for that family. That's your job. Provision is huge. I'm 50-50. What the hell are you talking about? You wasn't 50-50 on that baby. Hmm. All right. There you dog, go, Dog, you was really dog. Mm. You was about, you was about 5%. It wasn't even the 50. If that, you're right. You uh, used about 5% on the making of it. Yeah, that was a, because I could see her wanting to make it work and hang on, but she's also feeling the disconnect. And, you know. You could hear it. Yeah. I hope that helps you. She's walking on eggshells. That ain't good. Yeah, that's not a good No, not in the house. Yeah, nobody want to live like that. No, no. No. All right, thanks for your calls. Uh, coming up next, we'll hear from the nephew with today's prank phone call right after this. Yeah. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's time for my strawberry letter for today. The subject is, the cheater accused me of cheating. Me of cheating. Yeah, we'll get into it in just a bit because right now it is time for you, nephew, to give us today's prank phone call. What you got for us? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be as stupid as I can. Okay. I'm going to be as stupid as I can. Like going into the stupid Rolodex, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what stupid I want to be. Hold on here. They all there. Yeah. Yeah, but I, you, you don't know, have to it, search it, too long. But it's degrees of it, though, you know, it's degrees oh. of it. So you got to figure out which, you know, how. Well, uh, we, we only know one, so. Okay. <laughs> this is, okay, here we go. This is high profile, stupid, right here. Calvin done lost his mind. Calvin done lost his mind. Cat dog, if you would. Hello. Hello, I'm trying to reach a Bree, please. Hi, Bree. This is Officer from the Dallas Police Department. Yes. Okay. Wanted to give you a call, ma'am. We have your husband, Mr. Calvin. Uh-huh. Is there any way you can actually come down to the police station today? Um, are you 
Is he Calvin? That's my husband. Okay, we have Calvin. He's been picked up for a Class C misdemeanor. And, uh-huh. and I wanted to see if you're uh, able to pick him up. We're not going to press charges. There is a $250 fine that needs to be paid, but we I'm giving you a call. He asked me to call his wife to see if you would actually come and pick him up. So is the $250 fine due as soon as I get there? Uh, yes, we do need the $250 fine. Oh, okay, because I don't, I don't have it. I'm going to have to call his mom and get it. But what is he there for? Uh, he was in decent exposure, ma'am. He was in a park. Are you familiar with Lakeside Park? Yeah. Okay, he was out at Lakeside Park, and he was in decent exposure. He had no clothes on. He was with another person, uh, another uh, female out there, and they had no clothes on. Wait a minute. Hold the hell up. You, you, you are making a big mistake because Calvin supposed to be at work. That's what the hell Calvin's supposed to be. Not at a car. So you saying that you saw him. Were you the detective that caught him? I'm not the, uh, it's not a detective. There was actually a police officer, ma'am, that actually brought them in. They both were brought in here um, about two hours ago. He's been processed. Huh? He has been processed, but we need somebody to actually come pick him up now. Okay, and, and, okay. This, okay, well, tell me, um, what is the, who is the female, what's the female name? Is y'all arrested her, too? Uh, Did she die with him? She has been arrested. She's actually on the other side of the uh, jail. She's on the woman women's oh. side. Okay, can you give me her name? I do not have her name in front of me. I will be able to have that a little later. Or, um, but right now, I think more importantly, he's he's actually sitting in a holding tank with not with no clothes on. So I wait a minute. I, I mean, Calvin done lost his god mind. I'm not coming to pick him up for no. Let me tell you what you need to be telling Calvin. You need to tell Calvin that he need to come up with two hundred and fifty dollars to get his out there. Just got himself in, and then he need to come up with some more money to pay for this divorce. Cause I'm handing him these papers, and you tell him, yeah, yeah, I'll do it for him. I'ma call his mama, and she can come get his. I know well, Kevin have his fat. No, walk this clothes down. Now where he get this old freak freak from? And those who all got to see that you know that's what they taking now. You know what? Yeah, I'ma call his mama, and I'm gonna tell. She ain't gonna believe me, cause I wanted to bring her. She always on his side, you see. She always on his side. So I want to take her on up there and see her son with his ass up there naked. And then, and then, then, she, and then she let him explain that. Yeah, but he got to tell him, you tell him, tell him, make sure you tell him that I said that he get himself out of this situation. I'm not coming to get him. And he ain't bringing his back here. Let him bring his back up here if he wants to. Okay, uh, no. uh, Miss, Miss Bree. Yes. All right, I just got some paperwork in here uh, about who the actual female he he was uh, arrested with. She was also out there at Lakeside Park. And uh-huh. uh, let's see here. It seems like we Ooh. got a Miss Francis. Francis. Uh, uh, Francis. Francis. You sure you found a Francis out there naked? Yes, ma'am. Are you? I'm sorry. Do you know a Francis? Yes, I know Francis. That's my sister. <laughs> okay. Well, can I say something else about your sister? Can I tell you this? Go ahead. Francis has got me to prank phone call you, baby. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Bree, you just got pranked by your sister Francis. <laughs> Oh, Lord, 
Jesus. If I tell you what I did to done on this phone, I can't tell you the radio. Bob Francis, I was getting ready to come up there and knock all four eyes out. And I know damn well Kevin was up there naked. I mean, he's not doing it like that. I mean, they don't even really get alone. I mean, I'm like, is that what that's all about? Really? Excuse me. I ain't got time for all this. I'm going to get dresses. Thank you, though. <laughs> hey, hey, can I ask you something, Bree, baby? What's, what's the baddest radio show in the land? Oh, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> How about this for a surprise, Francis? If you listen, I'm going to whoop your ass, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. I think everybody ought to be standing up and clapping right now. Everybody ought like to be standing up. Like at the Oscars. Up. Yeah. Yeah. You want some Inspector Gadget stuff right now. You understand? You... <laughs> About me and mine. About me and mine. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right, it's going down. April Fool's. It is April Fool's Comedy Jam number six. This is the number six one. You got Junior Kill Boy in the building. Dominique will be in the building. Rodney Perry. It is hosted by yours truly, nephew Tommy. And... The legendary queen of comedy, Miss Monique, with the grace in the stage. It is the April Fool's Comedy Jam number six, Dallas, Texas, at the Texas Trust. All right? Tickets on sale right now. April 15th, Bowling Green, Kentucky. I've never been there before. It is Life Jennings. Life Jennings and the nephew. That's right. That's love and laugh and laugh and love. All that right there. Southern Kentucky Performing Arts Center. Tickets are on sale right now. All right? April 1st and then April 15th. And there you have it. Stupid is moving around the country. Back up. Voice working. All that. Won't he do it? Okay. Won't he will. Why you switch your voice when you said Bowling Green, Kentucky? Bowling Green. I've never been down there, Junior, to Bowling Green, Kentucky. It just just feel like you got to say it that way. Bowling Green, Kentucky. Don't worry about it. That's how they going to say it. They'll fix it. <laughs> All right, Bowling nephew, you looking back? You looking forward to getting back out there, huh? I am back out there. I'm glad. I'm I'm blessed, man. My God, I'm blessed. When I look back, oh my God! When you look mm, back mm, over mm. your life, you got a testimony like the song I, I got a shown up testimony. <laughs> yes, yes, so looks back and wonder how I got over. Right yes, sir. Over. Uh-huh. Over. Let him use. So looks you back know. and wonder how I got over. 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 So looks back and wonder how I got over. Let the church say the, amen. The second yeah. part of that word is a whole word by itself. Yeah. You better over. You better over <laughs> up in here. <laughs> All those syllables. <laughs> he made a two words song. <laughs> two complete, two different words. It's O and then V. But it's amazing, though, the songs that pop up in different situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. amazing. Timeless. They class. I grew up whatever. in a great Whatever's era, green. man, that knew a look at Junior. He don't know what that is. I had no clue. I had no <laughs> idea. <laughs> All right. Coming up, uh, 
Next, it is the strawberry letter. The subject. Wow. Uh, the cheater accused me of cheating. We'll get into that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now, and you never know. It could be yours. It could be. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry Letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, the cheater accused me of cheating. Dear Stephen Shirley, my husband and I have been married for 19 years, and he has cheated on me multiple times. Three years ago, he had a very messy affair, and I told him I was done, and I was filing for a divorce. He threw a big party and surprised me with a public apology and he asked for my forgiveness. I decided that I'd give him one more chance. I had become really close friends with a male co-worker that I confided in. We were just friends, but I cut him off after I decided to give my marriage another chance. My husband knew about my co-worker and never suspected that we were more than friends. Our marriage changed for the better and we were back to having great sex and he was spending lots more time with me. Then I started having problems with my lady parts. I went to the doctor and found out I had a rash that looked like 
an STI, a sexually transmitted infection. But the tests were inconclusive. Because of his past unfaithfulness, I went home and accused my husband of having an affair and giving me an infection. My husband didn't flinch. All he said was that he would get tested in the morning. I told him he better not try to get in our bed that night. The next day, he came home from work and he threw his negative test results at me. Then he lectured me on how he changed, but I did not believe in him. He accused me of messing around with my co male co-worker and getting whatever I had from him. My doctor ended up calling me to explain that I could be allergic to my soap or have a hormonal imbalance, but it was not an STI. My husband isn't buying it and thinks the doctor is part of my lie. He thinks I'm a cheater now. How do I prove to my husband that it's just a misunderstanding? I don't know if you're going to be able to prove any of this to your husband. Uh, your husband does suspect something between you and your co-worker. He just didn't say anything because he was cheating himself. So I just say, please don't get caught up in your husband's crazy mess. He's accusing you because he was guilty. He knows how this goes. Now, you try to get slick with it. You really did. You didn't come right out and tell Steve and I that you and your co-worker, uh, your so-called co-worker, this close co-worker, had slept together. You didn't tell us that. You said you were just friends at first. Then you said you were more than friends, but you cut him off. If you guys weren't doing anything, what would be the need to cut him off? You cut him off from the affair that you didn't tell us about. You stopped so that you could focus on your marriage. Now, that's a good thing, okay? But there's a lot of stuff going on in this letter that's unsaid, but we can, we know what's going on. Uh, your marriage got back on track. You did start having personal health issues, and it was thought to be an STI at first, a, a sexually transmitted infection. Um, what a break for your husband to think it was you initially. Uh, but when your test came back, you had no STI. So what is your husband talking about now? Your doctor can't be part of a lie. That's completely unethical. I think your husband is just trying to get some of the pressure off him because he's cheated in the past and he had such a bad reputation. I, you know, if you didn't have an STI, you have proof. And, uh, you know, if you wouldn't keep taking him back after he cheats, then, you know, he would stop doing it or, you know, you guys would break up or whatever. But, yeah, I think he's trying to get some of the pressure off him by accusing you. Steve? Obviously, you don't know how to do this in this letter because y'all keep on going about these men the wrong way. You've been married 19 years, a man that's had several affairs on you. The last affair was really messy. You filed for divorce. He threw you a big surprise party with a public apology, asked for your forgiveness. You decided I'd give him one more chance. Then you said you'd become really close with the male co-worker that I confided in. We were just friends, but I cut him off after I decided to give my marriage another chance. When you said that line right there, I knew right away how close you and this male co-worker had got with all this confide. Because I decided to cut him off. Oh, you stopped talking to him? You stopped confiding in him? That's what you cut off? My husband knew about my co-worker and never suspected that we were more than friends. Of course he did. Women are better cheaters. The cheater accused me of cheating. He was right. 
he was spot on right. Very rarely do we get to bust y'all, but when we do, we be right. Our marriage changed for the better. We back to having great sex, spending time with me. I started having problems with my lady parts. I went to the doctor and found out I had a rash that looked like an STI. I do not know what STI is. Shirley said a sexually transmitted infection. I've only known of STDs, which back in my day was called VD. We didn't have no other name for it. But now, well, well, it's a new name. Sexually transmitted infection, sexually transmitted disease, commonly known as VD. You went to the clinic for VD. You sat there in that room, nervous and sweating with everybody else. Everybody in there had something. All right, hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Try to get past this, but listen. No confidentiality down at the clinic. We'll have part two of Steve's response coming up. What nothing on a computer? You had to fill out this index card. You had to write what you had on there after the hour. Today's strawberry letter. Print your symptoms out. The cheater accused me of cheating. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject is the cheater accused me of cheating. Mm. Uh, this lady's been married 19 years. Husband had several affairs on her. Last one was pretty messy. She said she's filing for divorce. He surprised her and threw a big uh, party. Uh, I'm sorry, party, and publicly apologized. She decided to give him another chance. Uh, uh, I decided to give him one more chance. Uh, she had become close with this male co-worker that she confided in. And um, after... Um, that she confided in. She says they were just friends, but after they decided to give their marriage another chance, she cut him off. You wouldn't have to cut him off if y'all was just friends. So you was doing him. Uh, My husband knew about my coworker, but never suspected that we were more than friends, which is another admission that you were doing him. Our marriage changed for the better. We were back to having great sex, spending time with me. And then uh, the lady said, I started having problems with my lady parts. Now, that's very personal, so we don't get into that on this show because that could be any range of things. And uh, I know you're not supposed to ask no woman what they went to the hospital for, but they always ask you what you go for. But you're not supposed to ask a woman because they'll say it was some female problems, and then your ass is supposed to shut up immediately. Don't Back keep digging deep into this while you in there. Because you're not fitting to understand this right here. And so as she started having trouble with her lady parts, which we'll leave alone, I went to the doctor and found out that I had a rash that looked like an STI. And the tests were inclusive. Now, I didn't know what an STI was till I heard Shirley's response, which is a sexually transmitted infection. I only knew STD which was a sexually transmitted disease. And prior to this radio show, it was called VD. That's true. That's what you got is VD. Shut up, Tommy. And I'm going to just tell you right now, it was very different. That's why they had, they called it STD when they came out with computers. Before computers, it was just VD. You went down to the clinic and you filled out the form and nothing was on computer. 
And the lady, if you didn't fill out the form right, she would holler at you out there in the waiting room to get clarity on the blocks that you checked or did not check. <laughs> Mr. Harvey, is there a burden? <laughs> no, ma'am. Okay, you didn't check that block. That's because I'm not. Uh, who is Lonnie Cage? Uh, that's me too, ma'am. I'm How did you stop? I'm in here with a couple of concerns. You're I'm alien. Using two names. I'm using two names. I'm just trying to get seen right now. <laughs> You're the same person, Lonnie and Steve. I told him. <laughs> you were so and because stupid. I had a rash, now because of his past, and all these affairs, I thought he gave me the infection. I told my husband, you done had these affairs, you done gave me an infection. He didn't flinch. All he said was he'd get tested in the morning. I told him he better not try to get in our bed that night. The next day he came from work and threw his negative test at me. Here, now, there you go. I ain't got nothing. Then he lectured me on how he's changed, but I didn't believe him. Here I am changing. A better man. We having great sex now. I spend time with you. And then you're going to get yourself a little STI. And then you're going to uh, mess around and say it's me when it ain't me. And now you know what I think it is. I think it's you and that little punk ass dude down your little co-worker you've been talking to. Maybe you've been having sex with him. And you got it from him. And now you're trying to blame me. He was right. Doggone it. Did you what? read the whole letter? Yo, listen to me. Your what? husband was right to accuse you because if he knew he didn't have nothing and you got an STI, then it must be, wait a minute, from the little punk-ass dude at work. But yeah. then he, so he was right jamming you up like that. Initial. Then your doctor ended up calling you to explain that they could be allergic to my soap or have a hormonal imbalance. See, women have too many hours. It's your soap. It's your oh, hormonal you imbalance. See, a man coming in the house with an STI, it ain't nothing else. You did something with your little nasty behind. But now a woman can come in here talking about her damn soap, her damn hormones and all this here. Fellas, I'm going to start a new thing. Well, isn't that good news? And that yeah, it's not? I'm like, what, what's their problem? It's, Sexual it's great infection. news. Yeah, it's great okay. news, but your husband ain't buying it, and he thinks the doctor's a part of my life. Oh, my God. That's so he bad. thinks I'm a cheater now. The question is, how do I prove to my husband that it's just a misunderstanding? Lady, you tripping. Reverse this. This is what ladies This is the lesson I'm going to teach ladies. Reverse it. Oh, look at the pot calling the kettle black. Then I want you to start crying. All I've done for you, I'm taking you back time and time and time and time again. Bring up the past. That ever, Shamika. When I find out about Shamika, I took you back. When you was messing with Tamalina, I told you Tamalina wasn't no good. You come on now. Tamalina. bringing that ever Francesca. I knew Francesca was seeing you the whole time. And go down all of the list of women he's been with. Every time he bring it up, reverse it on him. That's right. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter. And at thank Steve God Arby for FM computers on Instagram no and Facebook. <laughs> 46 and we need after. all the people that's digging in this. It's Junior and Sports Talk right after this. Yeah. You're listening 
to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time now for Junior and Sports Talk. Hey, Junior, good morning. What you got? Okay, Shirley, here we go. Coca-Cola has pulled Memphis Grizzlies star John Moran's ads for Powerade. As he remains away from the team, John has been away or suspended from the team, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, since he posted a video of him holding a gun in a strip club in Colorado. So he will not have those ads running no more. And also, man, Uncle, his whole thing, man, is like with his father, man. Do you do you feel like his dad is trying to be his friend? His father seems to be enjoying the success of it all. I mean, that's our job is to be parents. You know, look, you got to understand something about whether it's in the movie, TV business, or within athletics. These guys have been coddled the majority of their life. They have. A lot of them, man. And have been allowed to do like they want to because they showed so much promise. Then when they turn into these hundred million dollar guys, these brands, they got another level of freedom. There are some great examples of how it didn't. Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Steph Curry. It's, It's I could go on and on and on. Vince Carter. Dominique Wilkins, there are prime time. There are some guys who came through this thing. Now, not they didn't come through mistake free. Now, right? Kevin oh, Bryant. they did not come through mistake free. Oh no! But they managed to pull it off. Ja is young. He's making mistakes. He's gonna have to learn from this. He's go. He could been great, but they will not allow him to be the face of the NBA. No, that's no, not going over. to happen. That's, that's not. Wow. Twenty three with all of this money. That's, that's a lot. Going on. On. Yeah. You got to have a good person to guide you. Yeah, and good. daddy want to kick it. So, yeah, it don't work. That don't work. Kick it. What y'all doing tonight? Someone, what y'all doing tonight? I'm coming too. <laughs> I'm coming too. <laughs> you know, get, I want to make sure I'm your plus one, boy. I, I, I'm with you, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Can't have that, man. Can't have that. But also, man, the tournament starts tomorrow. March Madness starts tomorrow. The number one seeds for the tournament. Come on, U of H, University of Houston, number one. Kansas, Purdue, and Alabama, man. We got to put these bets in, up. Who you going with, Unc? I haven't even looked. Man, I tried to find the bracket this weekend. Couldn't find it nowhere. Man, send him the bracket. I'm going to send you the bracket, big dog, man. But I've got to go with U of H. That's where I'm going. U of H, let's go, baby. Here we go. I slam a jammer. (laughs) Come on, now. We got to get this thing going. I'm with it. No. Kansas look good. Kansas look real good. Okay. All right, you so wishy washy time. Hey, dog. Hey, dog. Hey, dog. Hey, dog. Ain't neither one of them going to make it. You don't think so? Whoa. No, man, that March Madness is going to be different. I'm going to look at the brackets. I'm going to tell you who's going to shock everybody. Okay, cool. Uh, We're going to do it tomorrow. Kansas and U of H, they're going to be in the final four. Trust me. All right. Junior, thank you. Coming up at the top of the hour, a woman on social media needs some advice, Steve, from you right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. 
my friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. All right, so Steve Tracy on Steve Harvey FM writes, my closest friend is always upbeat, and even though she doesn't have skills or accomplishments that I have, she seems to have everything going great for her all of the time. I try not to show it around her, but it burns me up how lucky she seems. I wish I could have a fraction of her good luck, but everything always seems to go badly for me. How do I get rid of these jealous feelings and learn to be more like her? Hmm. No, you just said it. You, you, you've spoken into existence your existence. And she speaks into her existence, her existence. She's lucky. It burns you up. She, everything always goes her way. Nothing goes my way. You, you're claiming this. Read it again, Shirley. <clears throat> Tracy writes, my closest friend is always upbeat. Bam, right there. Always upbeat. Optimistic. Hope, very positive. So guess what she's going to attract? Upbeat, optimistic, positive results. Go ahead, Mm. Cheryl. All right. And even though she doesn't have the skills or accomplishments that I have. Stop right there. How do you know that? Mm. You so busy trying to compare. She don't need to have your skill set. That ain't ain't her walk. Mm -hmm. That's not her line of, that's not her gift. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Shirley. She seems to have everything go great for her all the time. Because she's upbeat, optimistic, and has a positive attitude. Go ahead, Shirley. I try not to show it around her, but it burns me up how lucky she seems. First of all, you're a hater. (laughs) And luck is how other people describe other people's success. Everybody, when you want to find out if you're lucky, let somebody else describe your success. You don't look at yourself as lucky. But let me give you the definition of luck. Luck is when hard work bumps up into opportunity. Then people call it luck. Go ahead, Shirley. I wish I could have a fraction of her good luck. 
you could if you were more upbeat, positive, and and and, and a more uh, congenial person. But you're a negative hater. Go ahead, Cheryl. But everything always seemed to go badly for me. Everything will go badly for you because the Bible says a man is as he thinketh. We have thought ourselves exactly to where we are today. You have no one to blame but yourself. Go ahead, Shirley. All right. How do I get rid of these <laughs> jealous feelings and learn to be more like her? Hello. Jeff, why don't you just do like that? Stop being jealous. Stop being a hater and be more like her. Be more upbeat, positive, and, and congenial. And you would be surprised what you would be able to attract. But you're so busy comparing yourself to her, talking about what she ain't, when clearly she don't have to be what you are because she's doing it her way. She's positive and upbeat. Stop being a hater. Next question. That's it. Next question. All right. If we have time for one more, um, this one says, hey, Steve, I'm one of your blue eyed female listeners and I need your help with this problem. I walked into my 12 year old son's room the other day and he never heard me coming. It might be because he was concentrating on looking through his blinds. I called his I called his name and he jumped looking guilty. So naturally, I took a look at what had his attention. It was our neighbor and she was getting her rack some sun if you get my meaning. Later that day, I ran into her outside and politely mentioned that there were kids here and please consider that the next time she's sunbathed topless. Instead of the apology I was hoping for, she flat out told me her yard, her choice. And the next day, (laughs) same thing. It is. I'm at a loss here. Do I call the cops? Can I call the cops? What's my next move here? No. No. I'll tell you right now. You can call whoever you want to call. Your uh-huh. boy just don't want you to call him no more. <laughs> he, leave him alone. What is you in here for? <laughs> 12 years old. <laughs> Man. You can call the cops all you want, but she in her yard. Mm-hmm. Karen. Mm-hmm. Get out yeah. your window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the boy the boy need this. Let the boy grow up. Man. <laughs> he right. that. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after the Damn, hour. mama. Right after this. Yeah. Yeah. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so the other day it was Employee Appreciation Day. And according to a recent study, the majority of American workers say gestures of appreciation are in very short supply. The study found that 67% of employed Americans say they feel undervalued at work and don't feel appreciated. So this question is for you, Tommy. What could your employer, a.k.a. your uncle, do to make you feel more valued? It's just so much. And he doesn't, and everybody knows it. Um, You know, let's start with, you know, one day off a week, like Friday. Only, you know, and I work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. He could also give me a star on the Walk of Fame. He could get that for me. It's just some, a certain appreciation that he could do that he does not do. I mean, I, I could, why can't my star be right next to his star that's on the Walk of Fame, Hollywood Walk of Fame? I don't understand that. That could be done. There's a lot of things that he could do to what show his appreciation. Tommy, you, you, you realize you're the pay, the pay could be double, really, to be honest. Double? Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you realize you're he, that's always. What he, just about off on Mondays, though. You, you were off yesterday. Yeah, yeah, especially if you have I a show on the weekend. That. You yeah. were off. Because yeah. I was appreciating myself. That's what <laughs> <the> <laughs> So 
I mean, what do you? Do? If, 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 if he's not going to appreciate me, I'm not going to let that stop. I'm going to appreciate myself. Why would I? Why would I do that? Why? why? All right, coming up in 33 minutes after the hour, we'll play another round of Would You Rather right after this. Oh, I think it's called self appreciation. Back after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time now for another round of Would You Rather. Okay. Would you rather have loud neighbors or nosy neighbors? Mm. Mm-mm. Oh, hey, that's easy. Loud neighbors. Yeah. Loud? Yeah. 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 Get some started. No, I gotta be able to get some sleep now. Yeah. I don't want the music I'm, fighting. You could be nosy. I ain't got nothing for you to look at no way. So but I I'd rather <laughs> take the nosy neighbor. I ain't got nothing for you to see. You like loud, uh, Junior, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Might Steve? start something over here. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, it don't matter to me. You can be A or B. My house so far away from yours. You can't see over here. <laughs> Wall is. Okay. You can't see over Come here. Come And I can't hear you. I'm I might already have those ass nails. I don't give a damn what you do. <laughs> you better be rich up in here. <laughs> hey, come on, I got some in the trees. If you can see my house. Good luck. Man, damn. This is true. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> would you rather get all of your wisdom teeth pulled out at one time, or would you rather get your butt cheeks pierced? I had all my wisdom teeth took out at once. Me too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, not yeah. 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 I'm not piercing my butt. No, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Mm. Nah. I had a pimple on it one time last no, I knew it. I knew it. Oh, <laughs> <Mercy God. laughs> it was hard to sit down on that thing right there. Yeah. It felt like a piercing. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know what it was. It was a pimple, but I thought it was a ball. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I thought it was G-M-I. a damn pimple. I didn't know what had happened. Like, what is this extra up, on my ass right now? God Come on, big dog. All right. It started um, as a pimple, but it ended up as a big toe. (laughs) Yeah, go back down to this free clinic, see what they see. (laughs) God, dog. Get the kid on the left. (laughs) Man, I'm back down here again. You down here again, mister? Yes. Oh man, Lonnie! He's a busy young man. This might, ma'am, ma'am. I got another problem. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so wisdom teeth it is for you, Steve. Okay. Yeah. One <laughs> time I had a pimple that Would you rather? <laughs> would you rather um, <clears throat> outlive your partner, or would you rather have your partner outlive you? I'll be. Oh yeah, I want my. I, I'd rather I'd die than my partner outlive yeah. me. Be. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. oh, I can't live without her. I ain't no way in the world. Oh, but romantic. <laughs> but Aww. you're gonna leave her alone though. Yeah, hey, the money she gonna have in the house? She'll be, she'll be fine. That's today's round of Would You Rather. Coming up next, we'll close out the show with our last break of the day. And nephew, I think um, your uncle has some words for you right after this. Mm. I hope he's gonna appreciate me. That's what I hope. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. 
In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here we are, guys. Our last break of the day on this Tuesday. It's been a good day. Yes. Um, Tommy's back from being off yesterday. And um, where we were you early. yesterday? Yeah. Why, why didn't you come to work yesterday? He ain't saying nothing. We didn't know where you were. Yeah. We just it was em- you were here. It was Employee Appreciation Day. But we yeah. are employees, and we were here. So no. because y'all don't appreciate y'all selves. <laughs> Oh, you were off because you were appreciating yourself. I appreciate Let me respond to his uh, complaints he had. First of all, he only wants to work a four-day work week, Mm -hmm. which he does anyway. Yeah. So that ain't got nothing to do with me. You'll call in most Mondays, and then you always got a hard out. But Steve, just did. in case people missed it, what what is Tommy talking about? Well, uh, well I'll tell you. Sure, go ahead. Yeah. It was Employee Appreciation Day the other day. Mm. And uh, according to a recent study, most Americans say they don't feel appreciated at work. Um, you know, appreciation gestures are just in very short supply. 67% of employed Americans say they feel yeah, undervalued yeah, yeah, at work yeah. and they don't feel appreciated. Well, and that's cool. And so Tommy went on to talk about how he wants a four-day work week. Well, Employee Appreciation Day, we would appreciate it if you would come in every day. Yeah, you didn't come in. <laughs> it's hard to appreciate a person that ain't here. So even if they have Employee Appreciation Day, your ass probably ain't going to be here. The second thing you said was you want double pay. You want to double your pay. That's Why would I give you double your pay for less than the time you ain't even here when you're supposed to be here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thirdly, you want a star on the Walk of Fame. Mm-hmm. That ain't Steals. got nothing to do with me. That Those are not giving out to good employees. And if there was, you'll never get one. So, so how you get a star? See, you got to be exceptional. Well, no, you just got to be. It's, it's, a, it's a process. And he getting there, uh-huh. you know, he'll eventually get one. But how old are you right now, Tommy? 55. Oh, yeah, about another 10 years. Oh, that long? Yeah. That long. Oh, man, I just put one in my driveway to hell with that. I that long. You put one in your driveway. No, you it. just got the 100 episodes. <laughs> I know. The hell you mean that long? I got my 100 episodes back on the Steve Harvey show back in 97. 
I didn't get a star till <laughs> 2000 what? I don't know, I don't we know what year that yeah, was. Yeah, we was there. We was there. Yeah. Well, see. what year was it? What year? 2000. It had to be in the 2012. 12? <laughs> 12? 13? Nah, nah. Something like that. Like, like 10 or 9. Mm. Mm. Whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the kids was there, and I remember that. Because I had mm. to fly their ass out there, so. <laughs> you remember bills you paid, 2013. Huh? The day you okay. get your stuff. Yeah, that was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know. Uh-huh. That stars on the other people. So other than that, man, you really have no case. Tommy. Okay. Is it, man? I'll be here tomorrow. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you doing yesterday? Yeah, I'm sorry, huh? Steve. No, it's okay. I'd like to know that, too. Yeah, what were you yeah. doing on your Why day? were you off yesterday? Okay, if you just have to know, I've started filming Ready to Love in Dallas. And it it just oh. it went a little it went a lot longer than expected so mm-hmm. that's that's why I was uh, yeah huh. okay so y'all, so y'all were recording your uncle's not at, buying it yeah because you were yeah. recording at five and six in the morning the time we on the air uh, well uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went baby, about three, don't cry baby <laughs> Come on, baby don't cry <laughs> and they was paying me. <laughs> I was working late and they were giving me all these checks. I got I wanna keep taking this money from these people like that. <laughs> few. Well, congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doing big things. You really are. Yeah. Yeah, In you your get career. to start eventually, dog. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Come keep grinding, baby. Yeah, keep speak, grinding. Speaking into existence, don't keep you? grinding. What you say, Junior? Just speaking into existence. Get it, don't you got? You, you get a star. You got about twenty five more years. <gasps> I got. I got a while. I got a while. So in his sixties. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that ain't bad. Get a star okay. in his sixties. Mm-hmm. Quit adding up people' age, Shirley. Stop yeah. that. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's evil. <laughs> That's evil. You just gave your age. Yeah, oh, Tommy, you said 55. You. Yeah, you said, said 10 years. Well, right. asked, <laughs> so 2033, 2033, you're going to get your Only scene for. Dog, it'll be here for you know it. Yes, yes, it will. Yes, it oh, will. Wow. Christmas is tomorrow, I keep telling you guys. Because I was just 50. <laughs> So, Steve, some words of encouragement about appreciation before we get out of here. Well, this, I don't know if this is going to be appreciation, but, you know, I think people have to really concern yourself with what are you doing to be appreciated. There's a lot of people who want appreciation for no reason. You know, here's what I I heard the other day. Okay. Somebody said this, and it was very impactful, said, if your presence doesn't have an impact then your absence won't make a difference if your presence doesn't make an impact your absence won't make a difference so just try to be an impactful person Mm -hmm. in more more lives than your own that's how you grow it's my closing remarks today very short they don't even, we didn't even bother cutting the music off. Have a great day, y'all. Talk to God and love you. <laughs>
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.